Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming and centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO, the show that brings you the most fascinating and really the most helpful leaders in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. So, on May 12, 2016, you decide to launch a business, and by the next day, you have orders of 1,000 in sales with no production in sight, and within two weeks, you are shipping, and as of now, as Jonas flings wide 2017, you are trying to distribute the one-third million product orders, and oh my dear Lord, Ganesh of commerce, I gotta be a CEO. Did you ever have one of those days? No? Well, wouldn't you like to hear from someone who did? So hang on to the arms of your swivel chair, my friend, because by the twisted arm of fate, we have the very amazing individual right beside me here, Mr. Joe Kyola, founder of Watch Your Mouth Game Corporation. Is, I'm sorry, Watch Your Mouth Game. Got to get that right. And is going to relate to you right now. He is all the terrors and terrors and travails and trials and giddy head exploding experiences of becoming probably the swiftest and highest flying, literally overnight success of which this hoary journalist has ever heard. So, uh, whether you raise, feed, butcher and sell the whole range of sumptuous livestock right off the family farm like Tiago, or you're a CPA and attorney who spent decades building the justified reputation of top financial planner in the state like Marty, pull your chair up a little closer. Join our Feast of Wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your adventures flourish. Now, Joe, I, I have the game mouthpiece of the Watch Your Mouth, so I thought it would be only fitting that uh, I, I, I stick the mouthpiece in, and I'm going to ask you a question. Is that all right? Sounds like a plan, Bart. Yeah. Ah, I hear you go. Now, Joe, can you enter as cogent matter to write us with a thumbnail sketch of how the company, Watch Your Mouth, came to being? All right. I, so I think you're trying to ask me, the uh, the most cogent manner to provide us a thumbnail sketch of how Watch Your Mouth came into being. Um, exactly. So I can give that. <laughs> all right, not bad. So um, basically, you know, early on in in 2016, we uh, we saw people playing with these mouthpieces, and um, was quickly inspired. And when I went to purchase them, um, they were nowhere to be found. And in that moment, I, um, I I saw the opportunity in front of me. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds astounding, Joe. Now, the alacrity with which you're able to get your business up and running is truly egregiously concerning. Now, could you relate to us uh, and us uh, just how the game is played? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think you're kind of asking me, how do we play Watch Your Mouth? And, uh, as you yes, can tell, I've, yes, I've, I've played it once or twice. <laughs> so, um, as you can see with the game in front of you, it's uh, one of the great things about it is the simplicity. It's um, there's no elaborate rule book. You you make teams, and you can really play as, with with as many people as you want. Um, and basically, each team, when they go, flips a timer, and one individual pops a mouthpiece in their pie hole. 
as we like to say, and has to read from our hysterical game cards while their other teammate guesses or tries to guess what they can, uh, what they are saying, and they have 60 seconds to do so. And the uh, the goal is to rack up as many points as possible, and it becomes a hilarious and competitive adventure. <laughs> well, it certainly does, and I must say, just from asking the uh, the couple of questions, I, I can see it it is jovial in the extreme, and with that brief and totally incoherent nosh at today's feast of wisdom. <laughs> Uh, allow me to fulfill my duties as proper host and lay before you a few utensils for furthering of today's feast. And first, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, please allow me to ask, will this be the day that you consider those many partners helping you toward your personal goals and ponder some kinder and more rewarding ways to employ and thank them? Or will you just close your eyes and deceive yourself into thinking that you are actually a self-only made woman or man? (laughs) The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, you need to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So I am thumbing this down here. Okay, here is number 68. A networking event is where you go to make connections for wildly profitable dream ventures that you're far too busy to ever follow up on. And as an effort, did you ever do that, Joe? So we've definitely, definitely attended some of those, and even like the the Shy Tag Toy Fair, and uh, they they definitely are incredibly valuable. Meet a lot of amazing people at them. <laughs> yeah, but you know, of course, they're they're fun, friendly, filial, and perhaps pro- the most effective way to catch up on the news in your field of endeavor. But that said, networking gigs are really best approached with a momentary reality check made right at the threshold. How many deals and partnerings can your already top-heavy schedule afford? Well, if you can't put your whole back into a project, maybe it's best not to push it at all. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com. That's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips, and you are going to have a whole arsenal of half-witticisms that will guarantee you some laughter of all your fellow wage slaves at uh, 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 right along with you. And as a third utensil, appropriately entitled the Pahero Stuffing Fork, we proffer you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the author who noted, It is better to spend money like there is no tomorrow than to spend tonight like there is no money. And those words were spoken by none other than America's great razor wire witted satirist, E.J. O'Rourke. And uh, stick with us because later on in the show, blurting away comes another uh, enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that, uh, just simply scribble it down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And with utensils in hand and that dream startup business plan of yours under your arms, take a seat and at the feet of the explosively successful, catapulted into CEO-ship, Joe Kaiola of Watch Your Mouth. Now, 
Joe, you actually just sort of fulfilled the American dream in, in an overnight success. And there's one little item in this story that gets glossed over. You saw that you could sell it, and you saw that no one was making it. And then, uh, as, as you told me earlier, that within four hours of deciding to, to sell this game, you, in your own words, launched a nationwide campaign. Okay, now, Phyllis Injo, how does one sit at one's desk and in four hours launch a national marketing campaign? How you do it? It's a good question. <laughs> it's, um, you know, I'm a really, I, I've done a lot of, you know, like you said, even marketing events, but even business seminars and some of the greatest little gems that I took from the, the, the seminars and training that I've learned um, is not to succumb to paralysis by analysis. Uh, far too often we, we kind of have the mentality of ready, aim, aim, aim some more, and then fire, <laughs> um, you know, and well I, I've kind of, I've kind of conditioned myself to, you know, in an appropriate way, you know, ready, fire, and then aim as I'm firing. And, you know, within, like you said, those four hours, I, um, What'd I you do? slapped to I slapped together an MVP, and for all those listening, you know, it's a minimum viable product, and I didn't overthink mm -hmm. it. I quickly put together um, using the tools that, you know, are so accessible through the Internet today, um, a website. I was, you know, describing what the product was and, um, you know, creating, could allow for e-commerce and credit card processing and then quickly created a Facebook page. Uh, where I could then begin all marketing efforts. And well, now what you put on the Facebook page? Hey, I got a new product. Yeah, exactly. You know, hey. Okay. If you're look, because it, it was it was a genuine, and I guess they say that's how a lot of, you know, so you know, innovations or products or solutions come to be. Is that the person was, you know, filling they were filling the void that they found as a consumer. So and that's genuinely what happened. I was like, I got to get my hands on one of these. And I did a thorough search and nothing existed. So I, I, I put the pieces in place. So you matched desire with need, saw that it wasn't out there and you went ahead and did it. And I, and it was, it began as simply as that. And within 24 hours, what happened? Within 24 hours, um, the marketing campaign that I put in place did what it was supposed to do. It was very simple, but online marketing in this day and age is an immensely powerful tool. Uh, you can cast huge wide nets of, of who you're attempting to target, or you can be hyper-refined and target people you know, based on, you know, you, I want to find 25-year-olds who like Scrabble and live in California, and you, know, you can be hyper-targeted. And so the long and short of it is that the marketing worked, and we did over a thousand dollars in sales within 24 hours. My gosh, my gosh, that's that's fabulous. Which is all very wonderful, I've got to say. And you're sitting at your desk, and the money is pouring in. And the only thing you really back, oh, geez, doggone it! I don't have a product. And, uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute! <laughs> oops, darn! And uh, but within two weeks, you're shipping. How'd you do it? Yes. How'd you do it? So I don't. 
it's it's it really is an interesting matter because I knew in my gut it's it's not like I said there I'm selling software and you know meanwhile not a single line of code was written I wasn't that foolish I knew what would be involved I'm like okay we need I found you know the mouthpiece suppliers how to make cards game boxes. And um, I knew that I could realistically get everything here incredibly quickly. I just couldn't overthink. I couldn't paralyze myself with over-analysis. So I quickly um, scrapped together a team um, who would then help, help me bring the idea to fruition. That sounds very good. You know, I, I, I'd like to uh, bring up the attention. Joe has just brought to you um, a timeless business truth, and this is a quill pen moment. And by that I mean I'd like you all to take out your pens and dip them into the ink wells and jot this down, that sometimes it is better to just do it. For just, and if you've heard that slogan before, that comes from a little Greek owl that sat on the Greek goddesses uh, of wisdom, Athena's shoulder. And that owl, my friend, was called Nike. It was the god. It was the owl of victory. So follow up what you want to do, do it, and then let the devil take the hindmost. Thank you, Joe. So, uh, And if you've been uh, just, just tuning into us, you're listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the overwhelmingly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo or just go to the website theartoftheceo.com and download all our shows. Now, this all began as a whim. At what uh, did, it, did really sort of the entrepreneurial thought kick in um, early? I mean, uh, I, I guess, were you always one of these young eager beavers who was out there trolling for dollars, Joe? Yeah, and I guess you know I was always and it's like that, it's like that typical story of the the ten year old walking up and down my block trying to wash people's cars, but it was true. And my um, mm-hmm. you know I, I always wanted to father and follow in the footsteps of my father, who was an entrepreneur. And had when I was seventeen, I um I started my first online business selling aftermarket headlights because again I put them in ah. my car and I was like I was like these are cool. I've never even really seen them around and did okay with that. I went out of business. I went on to do a couple things in college, um, trying to create um, apps to help students. Failed, failed again. And I was just kind of relentless. I knew that, you know, one day something would stick. And um, I just wasn't going to, wasn't going to let the the failure stop me. I think this is something that I'd like to bring up. Here you have uh, Joe Kaiola, who is a, this quote overnight success and this is what you see in the magazines as they print all out what he's just revealed to you is a number of times he put stuff up this sort of work and went down and sort of work went down and then that one cratered and so forth and what you're seeing here is the spirit of the individual not the product of the business so uh, that's something which is worthy of emulation Joe uh, the last time we talked you were running out to take mm-hmm. partial shipment on 300,000 newly manufactured units. Now, you know, as the Roman historian Tacitus said, show me a man who is wise enough to make a fool of himself. So what's the lure of this game? Is, is that the lure, that we love being a little foolish and careful with our friends? What, what's your thought? You know, it, it's a, another good question because it's true. Like, what, 
what about the game um, makes it lends to its virality, you know, because, and I think it is exactly that the moment you play this game, we've played, I mean, we've all played great games growing up. It's a, it's a fun part of, you know, when you're hanging with friends or family and some are very complex and it literally will take you 15 minutes, you know, to get the instructions down and maybe you do like, you know, one quick pass through to make sure everyone's got it before you start. And one great thing about our game is it's simple. It's like, you know, before you even open the box, you pretty much know what you're getting yourself into. And I think people like it because of that. And I think they also like it because it's a great icebreaker. You know, there's the two ends of the spectrums of individuals. There's the introvert, then there's the, you know, the people who float in the middle, then there's the extrovert who has no problem popping this, you know, mouthpiece in. But no matter who you are, the second you pop that mouthpiece in, it brings out this, you know, that silly, carefree, I don't care how I look. I, you know, you know, you look like a bozo with this thing in, and everyone's laughing and having a great time. So it kind of forces everyone out of their comfort zone and in a fun way, which I think is great. Yeah. I, I think that's absolutely true. And I have been reading uh, quite a bit about games and found that uh, someone, some marvelous scientist out of Harvard came up with the, the, utterly astounding fact, uh, at least for him, that what people love most in games is ones that connect them with other people. Uh, right. This guy's got to get out more. But I, I think that, <laughs> that is that not? Uh, we spend so much time communicating through text and so forth, and all of a sudden, here comes Joe Kylo saying, turn it around, face each other, right? Is that, is that right, part of it? Right, right. Absolutely. It really is. It's, um, it's, you know, it's, it's great. I, in my family on holidays, like once dinner's over, we, you know, we are quick to maybe break out a game and all gather around and it's, it's fun. Cause like you said, you're, 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 hang, you're spe- spending quality time with each other laughing. And, and that's why we, people have suggested the, you know, how even making a mobile app for, you know, can be very profitable for us and we have resources to do this quickly and efficiently but I've uh, never I've never even spent really more than 20 minutes thinking about it because I I think it I just kind of think it'll take away from that a bit the touch and the tangible are the thing uh Joe before we move on how could I possibly get a hold of one or 1700 copies of the game <laughs> how can I buy it well I, yes I would go to watch yo mouse dot com or if you'd like to you could even give a call to uh one of your local spencer's gift shops and and uh and see if they have it in stock there mm-hmm. okay all right now it is time to take a brief survey from this feast of wisdom i'm sort of overdone with the hilarity here but uh allow me to introduce you the company by whose good graces we're here today that company is prometheus publishing creator of among other divisions bart's books ultimate business guides and you may visit bartsbooks.com that's b-a-r-t-s-b-o-o-k-s.com and explore a wide wealth of really practical wisdom for business masters and this very day prometheus invites you to take a look at the 
well, the one book that launched this entire bizarre radio show uh, of the same name. It's entitled The Art of the CEO, and it's a volume which collects and distills really the most masterful practices of business leaders from around the globe and presents them to you uh, in a way that you can apply to your own career and your company. The book has been praised by uh, CEO and uh, radio host, Daryl Gunter, as, quote, one of the best leadership books I have read in my career, full of wisdom, what are you waiting for? Enough said. And, by the way, if you enjoyed today's business quips and you thought, gee, I'd like a little bit of laughter and a bit of wisdom flung at me, uh, don't forget, when you go to Bartsbooks.com uh, website, um, just click on that little blue mailbox, and you can subscribe absolutely free to weekly quips, which will fling your way by the eternal enigma of a- email. And heaven knows, we all deserve a little laughter. And enough of all of that. Let's leap back into the real world of business adventures with the CEO of Watch Your Mouth, uh, Mr. Joe. Will he possibly swallow all his success, Kyola? Joe, in the very last few months, uh, things have happened to you. You've risen from the carefree employee who browsed the computer on company time uh, to a hard-driven CEO. What's it feel like swimming in the new soup? How do you handle the new urgency that's all kind of avalanched into your life? Well, it's kind of it's one of those situations where you have no choice. It's like it's like the real, you know, the real example of being thrown into the flames. You know, just had to to stay afloat, and um, it is a lot. That's one thing I'll say. I've always dreamt of. You know, oh, one day I'll be a you know a CEO, or you know, one day I'll I'll run my own business. And the reality is, it is a lot of responsibility to shoulder every single day. There's a new challenge, and um, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it's really great. I've never learned more in my entire life. <laughs> what are a few of the skills and chunks of knowledge that you've recently had to observe? You know, it's a, it's a it's a tough question to answer because it's like it's, one or two. I could, I, I, yeah, I could I could spend all day talking to you about it, but I say one of the greatest lessons I've learned is scaling a business because it's been incredibly difficult. We started in my mom's my mother's house, like you know, creating everything and have scaled to you know a warehouse and an assembly plant in just seven eight months, and it was a lot of growing pains you know, really, really, you know, pressing down on us and um, just, you know, learning what to do in those situations. And one thing I would definitely say is, um, you know, networking and and reaching out to who you know, because you never know who the person next to you knows. And I've chalked it up to maybe, I don't know if someone's looking out for us, but we've always been open to that networking and it's seemingly so much help has fallen into place, um, and and I might not be here on the phone talking to you if it wasn't for that. I'm glad that you say that because uh, the more you reach out, the luckier you become. You have – one of the things that's been very good for you is that you put your your game in stores, and that was Mm -hmm. a bit of a personal outreach. How did that come about? It's – we – we really so early on once once we realized we could probably start you know shouldering that responsibility and you know once we had the inventory to do that, I started reaching out, wasn't getting a lot of responses um, 
and just was patient, kept doing so, and ultimately someone actually reached out to us um, from Canada. So we're carried in the store in Canada called Showcase from coast to coast. And, um, you know, they started off with a little test order, and there's a lot of learning to do. I didn't know half the lingo they were throwing at me. They're like, what's, you know, they're like, how many are in a master carton? And I was like, what would you just call me? Right. I'm kidding. But I had, you know, I... So, um, so we just yeah. learned as we went. And then when the next opportunity came in front of us, we were ready for that. But um, it was a combination of outreach and being patient for, you know, people to respond and reach out to us. Well, you had, show, as I said, Showcase was something that somebody, somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody put you on to, right? Actually, Showcase was, um, they did reach out to us, but Spencer's oh, okay. uh, somebody that we knew um that knew somebody that now we work with um, ended up getting us, uh, you know, helping to work, get us that relationship. And that's, and that my friend is the way it goes that yeah. uh, there are a lot more people out there who want to help you than hurt you. And yeah. I, I think it's great. And Joe, I know uh, on it's it's not all upside. I know that the pirates are already circling, ready to steal your ideas and your profits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you you seem to have handled them, I must say, very admirably. Could you tell us how you handled Hasbro's coming in on this game, how, how they did it, and how you responded? Yeah, absolutely. It was um. A- it was definitely interesting. At this point, we're, we're, you know, we're obviously already a functioning business, shipping, and orders are still coming in, and I caught wind that they were coming out with something, and I guess the initial reaction was like, like, oh boy, you know, that's, that's an 800-pound gorilla. Um, no, they're Hasbro's but, a giant, man. Oh, I mean, been around forever, uh, with great games like Monopoly, and, you know, at first there was a bit of panic, like, oh, I just... I'm just getting ready to quit my job and take this leap. And is this going to end up, you know, destroying our market share, but it, it didn't. And it, it really forced us Said it's, you know, we're not, we're not throwing in the towel. So it forced us to become better. We immediately, um, you know, we immediately went, went back and rewrote the game cards, added more game cards. Oh. And to that note, we actually brought on one of our, um, our partners, James Nobles, um, who works in our creative team, and um, and Rebecca Hoagland, who's uh, done all our design work, and they've both been a tremendous help. And um, and while I'm while I'm on that note, and also to uh, Kelsey, who's uh, my partner in this as well. So we all kind of we scrambled and we put our heads together, and you know we just made everything better. And so that competition um, really brought out the best in us. Well, but you also didn't go after Hasbro. What was the comments? You put in some very, very uh, noble comment when you responded. And what did you say? So there was nothing, there was nothing even really, you know, to do. It was, there was, you know, it was, um, because we were, well, we were never in communication with them, but it was, it was public domain at this point, you know, so it was kind of like, you know, best wishes to them. I'm, you know, and let's just be the best that we can be. I think that's excellent, excellent. Now I know you've had another invasive copycat coming your way, and uh, mm-hmm. it's there's been uh, 
So, uh, so for those of you listening, unless you think Joe is an entirely softy, he is, he is uh, bringing the full weight of justice to bear uh, on uh, such piracy as well it deserves. Mm-hmm. But enough of that. Um, now, uh, you have uh, you really have stepped into this uh, entrepreneurial business. You've done so many things right. What? Give me just as sort of a, as a parting shot here to all the would-be entrepreneurs or those who are on the way. Uh, give us give us a few. What are one or two things that you've done right that you that you think has really worked well for you? What would you like the entrepreneurs to take home? With? I guess that it, it would really be to harness. The first thing would be to really believe in themselves, um, you know, and that's so cliche, but I, I admittedly didn't fully in the beginning. You know, I was like, oh, well, where is this really going to go? It's just a stupid game. And, you know, it, it's it's really believing in yourself. Down, if, if you have a product and the market's showing demand, don't listen to what anybody else is saying. You know, for weeks, people were telling me, oh, or months, like, don't quit your job. This This is flash in the pan growth. And, um, you know, you really have to go inward and, and, you know, use people as a soundboard, but live and die by your sword and what you believe in. And the, the real bit of advice is to really utilize the marketing tools that are out there, like Facebook. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, it's unbelievable how you, could, you can get your product and, and or service in, in front of the specific demographic uh, that you build it for. It's really an amazing tool. Yeah. Fabulous. All right. I thank you very much. And by the way, you should all know that uh, there was a, a 31-year-old lad who quit his job as a very high financial broker and started uh, a few years back, 16 years ago, a, a little uh, online bookstore. That was Jeff Bezos of Amazon. So uh, may I ask just before we leave, may, how old are you right now, Joe? I'm 26 years old. We have many, many more. We have several more decades of good innovation that is going to contribute wonderful entities to us in this in this gentleman right here. So I thank you for being in business. I thank you for really thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Joe. We'll have to have you back. Thank you so much, Bart. It's been a pleasure. And today, as we round out our feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who said, I am kindly and gentle by nature, but in my line of business, I am obliged to will terribly whatever I will at all. And as a hint, uh, the author of this, every good Russian remembers this Tsarina's name. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, simply scroll that name down as you believe uh, him or her to be. Send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And you will win an absolutely power-thrusting, career-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. As a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, If it really, really surprises you that the best-selling games on the planet are those which connect players with other people, you've got to get out of the cellar, blink into the sunlight, and join humanity, my friend.
And due to the next week for the Art of the CEO as we head off remotely to the workshop of Yuri Holacy, who's going to be our Virgil taking us through both the Inferno and the Paradiso of this creative artist's mind. And he's going to tell us how to blend truth, beauty, and the wolf at the door. Uh, and uh, to those who gleefully have been sharing in our feast, I hope you've really loved it as much as Joe and I have, have had bringing it to you. It, it's been a blast. And you should, you could, should just go to theartoftheceo.com and re-listen to that because it is fun. And finally to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.